You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Right, for this episode, we'll be talking about Stephen Stills, Manassas. In the room, I have Ben. Manassas. And Adam. Manassas. Manassas is the debut double album by Stephen Stills, new band of the same name, released on April 12, 1972 on Atlantic Records. The producer was Stephen Stills, Chris Hillman, and Dallas Taylor. And the genre is country rock, roots rock, blues rock, folk rock, and southern rock. And from Stephen Stills' website, mm. yep. By 1972, what we call a classic rock was pretty much peaking, uh, though nobody at the time knew it, except maybe Stephen Stills. The band and double album he piloted and released that year, both named Manassas, now seem pivotal. Manassas brilliantly summed up the remarkable 1960s creative surge that revitalized roots rock and encouraged experimentation just when it was at its crest. A lot had changed since the surge began. Rock went from being a marginal sideshow for major record labels to a billion-dollar industry. Freewheeling entrepreneurs with big ears yielded to corporate types focused on market shares and growing profits. Supergroups manufactured by producers and agents who headlined arena shows became the standard of success. The top flight outfit stills assembled in late 1971 and named for a bloody two-part civil war battle could nimbly navigate damn near every polygot style rock was evolving from blues to bluegrass country rock to caribbean beats folk rock to proto metal <laughs> jamming Whoa. out complex textured arrangements in the studio they successfully translated them to stage in europe and the u.s but stills always felt manassas struggled for recognition because his handlers wanted him back in the gold rush that crosby stills and Nash, and sometimes Young, generated. Whatever the reason, Manassas remains one of Rock's half-forgotten treasures, but it's arguably the best album that the band Stephen Sills ever helmed. All right, what do we think of Manassas by Stephen Stills? fine. (laughs) (laughs) I also take umbrage. How many debut albums is Stephen Stills allowed to have? Yeah. You know, like... He just had a debut album. His second album can't also be his debut just because he calls oh. the band what he also calls the album because oh, they all went saying. to a town together. You, you think he's trying to fool you by if doing you the... Look up Stephen Stills' discography. Is this mm. album in it? Mm. It's not his debut album. It's true. It's true. I love that you picked the source, which is yes. him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like... Like I loved, yeah, I loved reading it because it, it's just like no one knew what was going on except maybe Stephen Stills. Maybe. I'm looking at <laughs> if the book. I had to pick somebody, even the book I'd pick me. calls it a Stephen Stills album, right? Yeah. 
It is. Um, Although it's it's strange. Yes, I did see it kind of both, but most people just recognize it. It's Steven Stills. He paid the bills. So he got the group together. Got the Stills to pay the bills. That's right. Sometimes Elvis Costello plays with the attractions, and sometimes he plays with a different group of guys. It doesn't mean he gets multiple debut albums. Yeah. Yeah. I okay. Uh, Point taken. Let's talk about how not exciting this album is. Okay. Well, it's just... Okay. It's a hard open. I'm going to backpedal a little bit. But, like, I was listening to this record, and um, I think that what got me was that some of the songs run quite long, and it's best when the songs uh, sort of wrap up. He's obviously got a lot of ideas. That's why it's a double album. He has the ability to navigate a lot of different song styles and do like nice, simple songs across stylistic differences. It all kind of still manages to feel somewhat samey. And the songs function the best, I think, when they are uh, bare and less jammy. Would you say it's stilted uh, I mean I, I still you don't like <laughs> some of it uh, but uh, it's a it just is not necessary to be a double album like usual um, I was surprised too because it's like side two it's like country here we go full on country he named his sides just like Todd you right, that? I did notice that, and they are kind of set up now style style wise. Yeah, and so he called up Chris Hillman from Flying Burrito Brothers and, and the Birds and the Birds, and and sort of like rekindled the sort of uh, Chris Hillman was happy to do it. He was like, "All right, Burrito Brothers are going down. Let's let's see what happens." Is like reinvigorating. Mm-hmm. I think both of them mm-hmm. felt like okay. Now we kind of have a new lease on life. We have a new challenge here. But and, and they started like collaborating, doing these country songs. They recorded some country songs before they even got down to California or sorry, Florida in the studio and everything. But it's weird to have those just like pop up. Right. Yeah. And, well, it, and it feels like, yes, you have separate areas on different sides of the album. But it, it just it's it, a different project. Like, yeah, I mean, I the like first side th- two best. Yeah. The first three yeah. songs on this album are like tedious jam blues country and it's like and then you get to side two which i think has the best track which is colorado and i've in my opinion yeah and, that's uh, a great one. and i thought that was a really strong tune and i looked at it and i checked the timer while i was listening to it and i was like this song should wrap up if it's gonna be a good song and i look it's like cool there's 30 seconds left like all right and he got in got out i mean the songs are not lyrically super complex so he doesn't need like a five minute like six verse leonard cohen you know he's just got so much gold coming out of his mouth that like you don't care because you're like say something else amazing and poetic like this is pretty simple stuff like if you got an idea for a song do it like yeah. don't harp on it forever i see what you're saying i just he has yeah it doesn't feel very masterful it feels like a guy who's got a lot of skill it does not feel masterful is there a band that Steven Stills is in, which there are many, where Steven Stills is your favorite member of that band? No, but I will say, I think he did a... Yeah, no, he was in Buffalo. Not Birds. Yeah, yeah, He was yeah. in Buffalo Springfield. Well, well Crosby, Stills, 
National Young. There are some good songs. I think he did like Helplessly Hoping. Is he your favorite member of CSNY? No, absolutely not. Everybody knows it's Neil Young. Everybody knows it's Neil Young. <laughs> and unfortunately for Stephen Stills, Neil Young had involvement with Buffalo Springfield as well. Yeah. So he's not my favorite member of that band. I see. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I did feel like the first album that we got with Stephen Stills, it didn't feel like his album. I felt like he got... He, he had those songs, but I felt like the players that he brought in on those songs really drove those songs. This I feel a bit differently about. I feel like he actually did collect a band and then produce uh, some of these ideas. However, yeah, I think you guys are right. Like Side 2 is is where I was like kind of feeling that country vibe that it, it felt good. I like the country stuff. Yeah. I did too. It did, and it's interesting. I, I didn't look up this record at all. I just listened... But I definitely thought, like, at, at its best moments, it's got some Flying Burrito Brothers vibe. Uh, at its worst, it feels like it, sort of like... there are two members from yeah, well, the, the... There you have it. And, uh, yeah. and at its worst, I thought it sounded like um, lackluster CCR. Okay. Um, okay, I can like, see that. Just sort of like dull, less energetic. I was thinking a bit, too, a lot of these songs feel like uh, Traffic, uh, mm. like I'm Feeling All Right. Okay. Like that song com- pops up in it, like I can hear that for two sure. or three songs yeah. within this album. I was like, oh, that that's like that traffic, you know. Yeah, uh, I think if this song had been like, or if this album had been like ten songs instead of, he, if he had refined whatever. it, sort of absolutely. Gotten, I there, think there it could have been a songs. great song. Yeah, yeah. There. I think I would have. I think I would have potentially liked the album um, if if it had been edited down a lot and uh, both song length and song selection. Uh, I just, as it is, it's just like, there would be songs where after listening to enough of them, if I looked at the clock and there was like still two minutes left, like I I knew nothing fresh was going to happen because the songs were never like getting exploratory. They would just repeat. Mm -hmm. Like he would go and do the second verse, like same performance as the first verse with nothing different except for like more basic lyrics. And it's just like, that's true, except for that one song where it goes into like a Caribbean like rhythm at the end. Oh, it's track two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, that one is even called. Oh, it does. It's yeah. called Medley Rock and Roll Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. They give you the heads up. Yeah. Hey, don't skip halfway oh, through. We're gonna but, do something. Else. And I didn't skip on <laughs> yeah. the second track too. Yeah. But yeah, I just like I, it, I didn't feel like. It's strange because you're right. There are a couple, you know, uh, ideas like the song we listen to now. Anyway, I was like, yeah, this is cool. This Sorry. is like a yeah. nice country slash birds, like what they were kind of going for. And the next one after that with a, it sounds a bit like a Braxis, like the Santana vibe. With is it the, the both of us yep. uh, bound to lose? Yep. Yeah. And then it kind of like takes a, like a sharp turn into that country into the wilderness, yeah. which is what he calls side two. <laughs> yeah. He goes into so that side wilderness. one is called the Raven. <laughs> oh boy! Side two is uh, the wilderness. Side three is just called consider. It's and then side four is 
Rock and Roll is here to stay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, so Bill Wyman, bass player for the Stones, plays on the last track on side three, The Love Gangster, oh, which yes. I really thought would involve Steve Miller, huh. but uh, it doesn't. But apparently Bill Wyman, after recording that song with this band, was considering leaving the Rolling Stones to join Manassas to what I responded are you listening to the same song that I'm listening to? <laughs> was, was there a lot of drugs involved? Did people do drugs in 1972? Uh, <laughs> I get maybe Mick can be hard to deal with sometimes, but... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the Love Gangster is not one of my highlights from this album. No. Uh, I saw the title, right? If I was like looking at my phone... Right before it flipped over, and I was like, this is going to be trouble. And then, <laughs> guess what it was? <laughs> it, was uh, it was not my favorite. Yeah, speaking about, are you listening to the same song? Hillman even recalled when he saw Stills in 1971, he said, Stills was playing a concert, quote, Stills was playing a concert in Cleveland with the Memphis Horns. I was sitting in the audience going, Jesus Christ, they're making 25 grand, and they're shitty. <laughs> the burritos are better than this. And then he went backstage, and that's when they renewed their friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, I, I think just this kind of thing... We have named so many other projects that he's been involved in that we like better, and other players on this record we're in that we like better, and it just goes to show that like some people can be a, a great band member and contributor, but like taking the helm is it's a, it's a beast, you know. It's like there's songs of some of these other projects that I know Stephen Stills penned that are. Definitely highlights of those other albums. Right. But I, I just don't know. I'm not his demographic for a full yeah. album of Stephen Stills, let alone a double album I don't Stephen think Stills. so either. I think this is just some music that doesn't... It just doesn't hit with me. Mm. And I was trying to analyze exactly why that is. And I think it is the sort of Birds-esque. The sort of like glazed vocals, harmony vocals it's, it's, over... It's that usual Suspects of, lineup. It's always... It's like those same six dudes that all sing on each other's albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just this era, like... Like, anyone involved with Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and then all then all their satellite groups outside of that, and then Burritos, like, they all have the exact same voices singing on those harmonies anymore. Yeah. Oh, this is spicy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I uh, on uh, uh, bo- both of us, it was like it sounds like Abraxas. Like they just yeah. they listen, They got it, Santana. However, I do know that this is. Um, I mean, he he did grow up, I believe, in like the a Cuban part of like Florida. He's a Florida uh, native, and so he Stephen Stills is Florida man. Yeah. Wow. I know. I was shocked too. I was like, that sounds so strange. Uh, but then he, he met somebody else, uh, the conga player he met and he, he recognized that he was like from the same area, um, in Florida that he, he grew up. And so he like got him on the band. It was like a seven piece band. It's a big band. It's a big band. They take up that whole, uh, uh, train station platform from that album cover. Yeah, they do. I do want to say something more positive just cause I feel like it's been kind of a lot of negativity. But um, the um, I like the production of the rhythm section quite okay. a bit. 
there's this era I really love the way they do drums really beefy and like kind of like thick and like it's it sounds good and like there, there are songs where the production kind of got me into it but then the song kind of got me out and but it it has the sound that um, covers a lot of bases yeah and often you know depending on the track it can be all over the place like whether it's like a bluegrass song like we're currently hearing in our ears or one of those like more rocking ones it th- they did a good job with the production even if i don't like all the choices yeah which song do you think that the person writing that uh that write-up considered proto-metal uh i know because it says right next to it uh it is right now is the song oh the van halen Come song on. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. Do you want me to play that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can uh, yeah, see what see how metal it is. Proto metal. Yeah. I think it's Wait, just... and can you really be proto metal after metal's been established? No, no. This is that's that's why it's ridiculous. Cool hindsight. This is not even close <laughs> to King Crimson, Black Sabbath, nothing. Yeah, like pa- we did close. paranoid, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, no. Sorry. Yeah. We've <laughs> done we've done Deep Purple. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. And the song that we're listening to right now sounds like a uh Derek and the Dominoes. It's like, dad rock. Yeah. No. Yeah, this is like What? It's it, like clean guitar. Like what Oh, he said the word darkness though. Oh, he did say um, the word darkness. Yeah. Um the uh I wanna think about the this record, especially after hearing the all music guide. Um No. Not all music. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the, from sorry, sorry, sorry. Stephen Stills. From <laughs> his own website. <laughs> yes. But uh, after hearing that, <laughs> I want to think about um, the idea of like, what does the future sound like a little bit? Because this record um, does not sound very adventurous to me in the sense that like, it sounds like stuff we've been hearing for years and it's just got like some exploration and in, in stylistic songwriting choices. Mm-hmm. But the next week we're doing um, T-Rex and I went from listening to this album to T-Rex and suddenly it was just like, boom, it sounded so fresh to hear T-Rex yeah. after this. I, I also think it's a bit strange too that this album is kind of in the book because we're also getting all those bands, uh, uh, Steely Dan, we're getting the Todd Rundgren and it feels like this is almost... I feel like it, it, I hate to be negative is... of it, but it feels like Stephen Stills trying to pull in the sort of like birds into the that soft uh, kind of soft rock era of of ideas. Trying I don't to... think it's I don't think he's doing such a bad job of it. I just don't think it's that good of music. It just doesn't. It's pulling into something that I just don't think it quite solidifies and i will say that a lot of these songs were written they get written in the studio i mean he admitted that he stays up late he's like an insomniac he gets people up at like three or four in the morning because he's got an idea for a song which is not a great way to that's uh, so i mentioned these these uh, you know that's how you keep a band together yeah last week i mentioned uh how like i can hear some songs on this record that clearly he picked up a guitar, figured out a riff, and started playing the riff, and either started writing the lyrics right then and wrote all around the riff, or you know recorded the song and then add the lyrics later. You can tell sometimes, and it's it's like for a professional 
on his level, I don't want to be able to tell. Like, yeah. I don't... On any song. Yeah. You know? I will say the song we are listening to now was one of my favorites. Uh, the Treasure Take One. However, four minutes it goes into this like long extended jam that's just like, I why? Why why would you jam out this song? It had a it was perfectly pleasant and nice. We have similar thoughts on the song. Yeah. I wrote down next to this one, not bad, question mark. And then I wrote, outro is too long and dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the lyrics are pretty good. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Is like, I feel like he's a self sabotager. Yeah. That's I think if I'm really gonna like just lay it all on the line, like refine, reduce, ask some other people's opinions. You right. Know? That's what I, that's what I think would have served this the best. Right. Ask one of those man asses. I feel like, like, how many talented people you got in the room? Exactly. Like, like, just like somebody will lay it to you straight. <laughs> also, I find it strange too. If you feel like you have this much material, what's the? They were they made a double album. What's the like, rush? What's the rush? Like why all these double albums we're getting? I get the nitty gritty the three albums because they yeah, got it. those people could die at any minute. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like let's get it's the most project. out of them. Yeah. Um, or if you, those big concepts. They're also traditional songs. Like, like that. they're yeah. not. They're already done. Yeah. Like those songs. Like mm-hmm. there's a form and a tradition to those songs, so that like yeah. unless you're trying to like reinvent them along the way, it's it's. I'm just, so glad they weren't trying to reinvent those. Well, songs. I'm also, saying that's why it yeah. works. Is also, they're just like, playing the songs in the traditional way. Also, yeah. I kind of get why Todd Rundgren did it because it was like I'm just in the studio, my home studio. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to sit sit here and spend the money. I mean, still spent all this money. It's all his too. Yeah. He didn't have the band cl- like. He was fitting the, all the bills to, to do all this. And Rundgren's trying to be more exploratory. So you're saying that this is a, a, a Stephen Stills project? Yes. As opposed to a Manassas project? <laughs> oh. Yep. They called him boss. <laughs> Did they actually? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He was like, he was saying he was the uh, benevolent dictator is what he called himself. He said it was a quasi-democracy, but secretly the others called him boss. Is that from his website? Uh... No, no, but that's from... It's like, uh, secretly other... they called me boss, and I never heard it. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was... Yeah, I just find I it... The, the album after this, too, a lot of it had uh, gone a bit downhill with drugs, touring, that sort of thing. It, I just find it so strange when artists decide, yeah, I'm just going to do a double album. Like, like, not even thinking about refining the songs, like, having that second side just be... Country, I guess my question is, you, you say know? not even thinking, and that's probably not fair. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who knows how many songs? Like, did everything they wrote make the album? My God, I hope not. Right. Like, but also, oh my God, like, did you write like forty songs, and this is what you got? I hope not. <laughs> like, yeah. it's that's what's so crazy about writing an album is that like, unless you are having an inspired burst, and everyone who's hearing it is like intrigued or something. Or you just are so confident that you're that you're doing something like out there and special. 
like a double album rarely uh, gets these recognition that you want it to. Right. Yeah. Usually it gets a recognition of over like people be like overblown every time. Uh, pretentious. Like you know, when like Smashing people... Pumpkins did Melancholy, which is I think the best-selling double album of all time. Mm. Everybody, white album? white album, white album. Oh, good point, good point. Yeah, that's funny or though because I remember. Wall, he- I remember hearing. I remember hearing some crazy distinction about that. Maybe it was like huh. I mean, calling. And uh, no. I think I wouldn't say for sales. Right. It might have gotten the most money. Who knows? Like. There's, or it, it has some been. distinction, and we will get to that yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, it, it blew me away to learn was that Gin Blossoms album like outsold like every like there was no other Bob Dylan album that was. Um, oh no, sorry, the Wallflowers. Mm. Uh, oh. That Wallflowers album sold more than any other single like Bob Dylan album, just because there were so many more people mm-hmm. alive and yeah. buying albums. You know, the, the so it's very possible that the, yeah. the Siamese Dream. It, or no, or, it was sorry, uh, melancholy. Uh, but, melancholy, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I guess my point was just that even that record, which it, it did very well, it sold a lot, uh, somehow managed to uh, yeah. get a lot of criticism. It for would being, have been a better single album. There you have it. It's yeah. just like what that that, that I, I was way into Smashing Pumpkins when that came out, and I, I bought it. And as a Smashing Pumpkins fan, I'm like. There's probably six or seven songs that I don't need here. I know? feel like I feel like you just do the companion piece at that point. Yeah, you know, it's like like just create a thing where it's like buy the special edition that has all this extra stuff, but like the album itself is just this. Maybe do two albums that year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or yeah, but people I think, you CCR did three. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't do the double and, album, did they? No. Because yeah. we they, they knew their yeah. their. Keep it in the 30 minute, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. All right. How do we feel about this album? It's fine. I'm going to give it a negative. Oh, I'm okay. give it a neutral. I, the no, more I, I, I was, I was, I came in thinking I was giving it a neutral. Um, I have to give it a negative. It is just, it's, it's just not organized enough. And it's like, there's, there's talent in there, obviously, but like, I think especially surrounded by the other albums that, um, We've been listening to lately. We're just 1972 in general. Yeah, I'm just. It's just not a standout album. Yeah, it's, I, th- I have to go negative. It's not. Okay. I don't I, like. I don't hate it. I just think it needs more time in the oven. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, I'll probably never listen to it again in its entirety. But there are standout tracks that I will revisit, and there's enough of them that I'm going to give it a neutral instead of a negative. I just I, I what why 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 Stephen? Let's not sell. I, I, my problem is why does it need to be so long? If I had to answer the question like should it be in the book, like no, no one thinks no. it should be in the book, right? No, no. Yeah, like that's outrageous. <laughs> like you know, it's just outrageous. This no, should not d- be celebrated as like something that is really important. We have a Stephen still surplus in this yeah. book. Yeah, like he's uh, he's represented, and he's represented in multiple bands before his solo career yeah. and this is the second album of his solo career and I consider this solo Stephen Stills. Yeah. 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 I Manassas is a lie. It's very <laughs> Manassas is a lie. Uh, this, is a Steven, this is a Stephen Stills album. Hashtag. Uh, yeah, it's hard with six I, I went back and I counted how many I kind of like said, oh this is a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. And it was about six out of twenty one songs. Yeah, that's not a good. That's a tight. EP. That's a that's a 
That's an okay single album. Yeah, exactly. So, oh man, hard. I'm with you, Adam. I, I, it, it was like, I just don't know what to do because I, I do like Colorado. I do like some of these other songs, but it doesn't make an album. Yeah. It's true. And I'm just not a fan of this kind of music. It doesn't have lyrics that I really identify and and, and want to go along with. I don't like singing along or, yeah. I just think you put it alongside the stuff, even just directly surrounding this album. Just like what they're doing Stevie Wonder on one side, yeah. which I don't even like automatically identify. Yeah. I mean, David with. Bowie for crying out loud is like David around Bowie. this this time and like and this stuff just t-rex man in the face you guys are right i might need to go negative uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's in the face of all the talent the yeah. surplus of talent at this era and this has already been represented uh, represented he does go back to this like well of blues stuff too it, it i think the yeah i think what we're kind of suffering from is is that unevenness of the entire album if we're taking it as one album right, right. not just like you can pick and choose your songs. It's it's just like the the bluesy you know stuff that he just drags in there, and then he he kind of like he he got us a little like up because he brought in that country, and he they do it very well with Chris Hillman yeah. and those players of the Flying Burrito Brothers. But that's the Flying Burrito Brothers. I mean, that's that's their song. That's that their kind of element, and so it it almost tricked my brain into you know thinking it's more than the part was more than the whole. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll go and with you. I'll go with negative on this one just for that. But I do want to say, you know, I did appreciate some of it. I didn't yeah, dislike not, listening I don't to it. I hate it. It's just like, yeah. it's just not all there. If I had to pick and choose, yeah. I appreciate some of it. And I think what I appreciate is the burrito influence. Yeah. yeah and they're I, and, great. And I've got plenty of Flying Burrito Brothers albums I can listen to. Yeah. That's what you're going to go back to. Yeah. You're going to listen to them for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you're going to enjoy them. And this 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 sound that that this band is doing, I like the sound. I'm a fan of the sound. But at this point, in 1972, with everything else, this is this is yesterday's donuts. Dated, yeah. This that's is what I'm saying. Stale. That's mm. that's what I think is like. He's not. If he had released a solo record, and I, we're, I mean we've already wrapped this up, but like, if he had released a solo album and really actually paved new ground, like then maybe it should make the book, um, or this. Manassas, whatever we're calling this, but uh, it's like, now nah, we're, we're good. We already did it. Yeah, check. I also feel that I did. You know, he does incorporate the Moog in some songs. It's not a good incorporation. I no. feel like it. It. it I it mean, thanks because I love a Moog. Oh uh, yeah. But I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna wrap this one up. Sorry, Stevie. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get any more uh, albums by Manassas. All right, next time we'll be talking about T-Rex, the slider. All right, thanks, y'all. I met a girl, she won't leave my mind alone. If she's listening, I hope she understands my song. It goes, if you get lonely.